The following podcast will contain spoilers. Kapow! Strong language. Kapow! Graphic violence. Kapow! And nudity. Kapow! Your discretion is advised. Kapow! 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 Four guys and a movie! Four guys and a movie! Don A. Brian Robert, you're reviewing movies for the show! Four guys and a movie! Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Four Guys in a Movie podcast. The movie podcast for dorks by dorks. There's actually four of us this time. There are four of us this time. Um, Damn, Brian's trying to yeah. better himself. <laughs> well, now, yeah, Will has officially enveloped Brian. It took a while, but well, Will had to gain a lot of weight, and Brian had to lose a lot of weight. Well, we just we just took Brian's chip out and put it in Will. Mm. His personality module. His D twenty of fate module. Will just so slowly absorbed Brian like he was glass, and Will was one of these yeah. robots. Yeah, that's right. Guys, this is a sponsored episode. We would like to thank our sponsor, Patrick. Uh, Patrick. Thanks, hey, Pat. Thanks, may, Patrick. Maybe a relative term. Uh, he had this to say in an email. He said, "What's up, guys? Pat F here. I requested Temple of Doom last year. I have another request for you." Can you please do Virtuosity starring Denzel and Russell Crowe? I saw this movie a while ago in college. It was like 3 in the morning and it was playing on the college TV station. I wasn't sure if I liked it because it was 3 a.m. or not until I watched it again 10 years later. Oh man, I love this movie. It's such a great time. I love crazy sci-fi action flicks. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if y'all have the same opinion as me, but you'll definitely have a lot to talk about. Thanks, guys. Pat. Right about that. Right about half of that. So, Pat, <clears throat> first of all, I want to apologize for how long it took to get this episode out. We just had some uh, crazy scheduling conflicts. And some COVID conflicts. <laughs> yeah, and some COVID conflicts. One of us was sick. I'm not going to say who. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, Virtuosity from 1990-something terrible. 95. <laughs> Yeah, how, uh, Will? Yeah. You seen this movie before? I had uh, only heard about this movie in the realm of terrible movies from the 90s. As far as um, other podcasts, I know they had done episodes on it, and it's kind of a famously bad movie, but I had not had the pleasure of watching it until this episode. Gotcha. Joe, how about you? I have seen this movie before. Um, I saw it, I think, sometime around the time it came out. I mean, it was on TV, um, maybe on, like, HBO or something. Um, and I remember even back then just being like, what is going on here? (laughs) Um, so yeah, have seen. Okay, Tony, how about you? Uh, yeah, I'd seen this before as well. Um, I don't think I saw it in the theaters or anything, but... I'm almost certain by the time I was working in a video store, this was, uh, you know, one to watch. Was this one, um, were people excited about this coming out? I don't Uh, don't think so. Yeah, okay. (laughs) I mean, this was before Russell Crowe had any real star power. Yeah. Like, I I think he had done, um, what is it, L.A. Confidential? But I don't think he was really, this was before, like, he really... Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like, well, I can I can smile really weird, and uh, I'm not afraid to show you my bull sack, so... And you, got now we, of, you got a lot of minorities yeah. over there in America that I can beat up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, yeah, just point of fact, this was pre-LA Confidential, so he was... Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, was this fact, his first movie in the U.S.? No, but um, he, in fact, he was not on the original poster art for this movie because he was a nobody. It was all about Denzel Washington. And Kelly Lynch. And Denzel Kelly. Washington and his prison hair. Oh, yeah. We'll get yep. there. Oh, um, also, we're, we're still everywhere. But just so people know, this is Virtuosity from 1995, uh, directed by Brent Leonard, who we might remember from, you know, a little movie called The Lawnmower Man. Oh, oh, man. It, it oh boy. Stank. <laughs> yeah, it did. This guy has bad luck with, like, virtual reality movies. Well, they bad saw, luck. like, that Isn't guy's it's... work, and they're like, get that man a budget. And then... <laughs> Let's give him a second chance. It still didn't help. <laughs> yeah, just... Well, quick note on that one, Will. I've, I, I uh, grazed over his IMDb. He's got bad luck with everything. <laughs> Doesn't matter the genre? <laughs> no. Not at all. Did they at least let him keep that rubber snake? I bet oh. I don't know. Almost like it's not even so much bad luck as um, just you bad. Know, a bad. Yeah, just a straight <laughs> pattern of bad. Just bad. Uh, yeah, so this is my first time seeing this. Oh. <laughs> as well. Yeah, we're all over the place. Yeah, well, let's, uh, Tony got in some history about this since you already shared it. Yeah, sorry. I all right. Um, so yeah, uh, I already told you the director. Um, Jim Varney. Clearly, this movie <laughs> takes place in 1999. Uh, I think it's very obvious. Is that wait? Is that when this is supposed to? Be? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Four <laughs> years into the future. Ooh. Originally, it was supposed to. They were uh, talking about having the star be. Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he was too pricey. Uh, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Then they decided, they thought they were going to go with Michael Douglas, but uh, that didn't pan out. You know, so is clearly someone the, had is a this vision. for the Denzel role? Yes. Yeah. So clearly someone had a vision here that they were sticking to. I kind of would have loved to see Arnold beat the shit out of Russell Crowe, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Denzel claims he took this uh, movie because a son suggested he should come on stop it hollywood with this that's always, that's always the excuse when people do bad yeah. movies yeah. oh my kids are really into it you is know that, is that john david washington the guy who's like a really good actor now yeah just freaking just michael kane it be like yo i wanted a garage i have yeah. a garage now right <laughs> done wanted a garage i got ate by a shock yeah <laughs> Uh, done, apparently, done. Uh, apparently, in the original script, there was supposed to be more of a romance between the lead character and the because of female course lead. there is. Oh, who cares? <laughs> but there were potential issues of interracial love, so that God damn it! <laughs> oh, yeah. same as in uh, it was it Steel, right? Mm. Uh, what uh, didn't they? Wasn't there supposed to be like a romance in Steel, but oh they, yes, they yeah. cut it out because. Uh, Word on the street was Shaquille O'Neal is a, a, a black man. Well, <laughs> I don't think that's ever been confirmed. Rumor, rumor, ha- rumor has it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people suspect. Word got out. <laughs> also, uh, 
I don't know if you guys noticed this, but we can thank this uh, movie for Kaylee Coco. I just found that out on the IMDb. Yeah, that's this is her film debut. What? The the girl from The Big Bang Theory. Oh, Um, okay. I don't know. She's the little girl. Yeah, doesn't matter. Okay. Um, and uh, you know my favorite little tidbit here. Uh, when Russell or uh, when the bad guy of the film is driving in the van, the song that is heard is the. Photograph kills by thirty odd feet of grunts, which of course is Kirk uh, Russell Crowe's band. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wow. weird because my third note on this is the music in this movie is obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> the hell you said. <laughs> and what, what was the song when uh, when uh, yeah, was the the police van uh, when Denzel steals the police van? What's that song? Is that like Counting Crows or some nonsense? Wait, when he escapes from the police van? Yes. That's um, White Discussion by Live. Yeah, okay. There you go. See? There you go. I actually went back and listened to that song because the memories came flooding back. Uh, live, Lightning Crashes still holds up. Not much else uh, does. Agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it holds up as well as I feel it ever did. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the day, that was me and that song were like this. But I went, I, I listened to the entire Throwing Copper album. It's not, it's just not. <laughs> I'm shocked. I used to, I, I don't know, I own that album. I used to listen to it a lot. All right. So who's in this movie? Name and a maximum of three people. Next, Go. Next, wait, 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 wait. Damn it. Uh, first of all, next, Joe, uh, let me know how Papa Roach held. Um, oh, not, I could tell you right now, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, so, you guys want to guess the budget this movie has? Singing about Jesus. Uh, let's see. Oh, God. I don't... Mm, 95, you said? Yep. 65. 40. Uh, Damn, I highballed it. I did highball it. I know I did. What do you say, Joe? 40. 35. Oh, damn. Did we all blow over it? Yeah, you did. It was 30 million. Uh, okay. All right. Want to guess this looked like it had some money. Um, how much like, it made? Not yeah, that. It, looked, uh, it did not look like it had sixty million. <laughs> no, no, that. no, no. That yeah, it did not look like sixty million. No, uh, I just so legit. I was like, all right, well, Jurassic Park was sixty-two, so I kind of just made a lateral shift. I was like, oh, it's a couple years later. I'm, I'm just teasing you, Rob. It's all right. Yeah. No, you're right to do so. Uh, I'm gonna say this made sixty-five. 28 million. I don't know why that number popped in my head. Uh, 20 million. Oh, I'm gonna have to give it to Will here. It was 24 million. Ooh, boy. Ooh. Wow. Wowzers. Damn. Yeah. Okay. No, I... Russell's Crow's balls aren't gonna draw the dollars yet. <laughs> well, yeah. We're not at that point yet. <laughs> and uh, Denzel Washington, not like the biggest action star. This is before he started shoving bombs up people's butts and whatever else he does in his action movies these days. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. This is him like doing in... like the Pelican Brief and stuff yeah. like that mm. in Glory. But let's not forget as much as uh, Hollywood thought we loved cyber thrillers and stuff. No yep. one really did. <laughs> No, there weren't any cyber thrills because they didn't know what cyber was. Well, that's it. They didn't know what yeah. they freaking had. Oh, yeah. Because it's there's, like, <laughs> there's all kinds of interesting things I would love to explore in this movie. And the movie touches on zero of them. <laughs> it's just like, that's a thing. Fuck it. 
move on to like generic butt action. <laughs> Listen, you could put this ice cube in some in some uh, Nintendo GAC and it'll 3D print a person. What's uh, not co- to understand about that, Joe? Um, you know, where did the cotton candy machine that was in that lab play into the science of it? <laughs> it, it made the GAC. Come on, Joe. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the GAC starts in the cotton candy machine. And I like how they're like, bring it back alive if possible. That took 12 minutes for us to build. <laughs> yeah. We literally had to dunk this uh, this D20 in some shampoo. <laughs> yeah. Plus. It was just burp plus. It was. Um, it would have... <laughs> Rathered that, like, Winona's Big Brown Beaver-era, like, generic plastic man that came out. I would rather that be the villain for the whole film. (laughs) But anyway, uh, we haven't even started this yet. No, absolutely not. Uh, Do we got anything else to go through before we start this? uh, Castless now. Oh, yeah. Um, So you got Russell Crowe. You got Denzel Washington. Um, William Fickner pops up in there for a minute. That guy who plays the chief, he's been in movies before. William Forsyth? (laughs) William Forsyth, yeah. And then the girl from The Big Bang Theory. Done. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Not here. These opening credits, uh, way too long. Yeah. Yeah. like a full two minutes of just watching this. Like, you can't even see an image on the screen. It's just as, like, blurry and freaking just names coming up that you don't care about. And you're just like, it's been a minute and a half. I'm already done with my popcorn. What is going on right now, people? So this is this is in the area when they were the era when they were like, people like this techno music. Mm-hmm. And then someone would be like, do we want to, like, maybe get, like, a good techno artist to do it? And they're like, nah, nah, just generic butt techno. Fine. Is this pre or post Matrix? Uh, way pre. before, pre. way before. Oh, this is pre-matrix. Okay, yeah. listen, listen, everyone. Put your put your <laughs> forks down, everyone. Jeez, yeah, I'm gonna stab you with this. Oh keyboard. no, no. Well, see, the thing is, because the Matrix is a defining point in the schlock action genre. Because after the Matrix, everything mm. looks like the Matrix. Right, that's true. There was no bullet yeah. time in this. I guess. Which yeah. Should have been, been tip off. Yeah. Also, at that point, they were like, we kind of understand what cyber means now, and we're gonna. Yeah make our own thing we kind of understand the internet yeah mm-hmm. no there's nobody going on pizza.net yeah i was uh watching something and they brought up this really good point where it's like where we're at now it's so and you know in the internet and technology to think that like a <laughs> hundred years in the future these really advanced machines are still using like a manual jacking in process yep. <laughs> like it's not just wireless well, yeah. that's funny, like in a lot of the 80s futurism stuff where you have like like actual synths and like all these cool like spaceships and whatnot, but they're still using these like BS computers. Right. It's yeah. the future. It's, uh, yep. he's, he's had a payphone, but a touchscreen. Yeah. <laughs> well, two things on that. He's uh, getting his COVID thing... all over the mouthpiece. <laughs> so first thing is, I will say... Uh, I kind of agree with the the manual jacking in thing because um, when I had a uh, direct line to my computer mm. for internet, I didn't lose signal. Whereas yeah. Through uh, says the man but, recording on his phone. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, the Less listeners stuff to wear can, out, man. Yeah, the listeners can use that as my an example for my defense here when I cut out a hundred million times. But anyway, <laughs> you can't, even, can't yeah. even buy a phone with a charging cable now. Hmm. 
Uh, yes. Second thing is, uh, this movie is definitely bad with that because we have a full immersive VR set, yet we're still driving around in the boxy-ass looking trucks and shit. Mm-hmm. Right. <sighs> so this movie starts out smelling a lot like Blade. Um... Yeah, we... Like when when he first gets off the subway, I'm like, "What the fucks with these police uniforms?" Yeah, it's literally, cops. literally second, second life edition. Yeah, my first thought was like, "Oh, this is what kind of movie this is." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, like, I liked because it was a little switcheroo. Because then you're like, "Well, everyone's saying the same thing," and you're like, "Oh, we're in some sor- sort of VR. <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the danger room, everybody." So I'm yeah. like, "Okay, okay, I'll play. I'll play your game." I was cool with it till the fucking smiley face emoji. And they were like, oh, shit, that's got to be him. Emoticon. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, it's 95. They didn't know what they had back then. So I guess I guess it makes sense. But yeah, he fucking threw an emoji down and they're like, all right, that's where he's where he's got to be. <laughs> how does that? I don't I don't understand how that even translates to that. But <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's so, just me, oh, I guess. Yeah, because he wants to get caught, I guess, and so he's automatically going to leave a calling card of some kind. Well, because he, he <laughs> wants to skip to the part where he gets to fuck with the cops. Yeah, yeah, like, which is also a bit of an issue because that's showing that he already has the means to affect his surroundings in this virtual world. Yeah. Right. I'm like, mm-hmm. he should not have that power. So, okay. Point number one where we wouldn't have a movie if we did this, but like if you have a VR machine that you could put prisoners into to experiment on them doing police work, why don't you just take a prisoner from the prison and have him be the bad guy? You know, the violent criminal. Come on play now. The violent criminal. Like, <laughs> and, it, because... and it can be like the running, the running or the, uh, yeah, the running man where it's like you win five times, you get to go free. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Well, you know, well, then what would that on. Weasley guy jerk off to? <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to Daryl. Um, <laughs> obviously, you, you can't just have a prisoner because eventually when you do use this to train cops, they need to know how to stop a guy who's literally every serial killer that ever existed. <laughs> All what's, at once. What's the guy from the G.I. Joe movie? The leader? Uh, oh, Serpentor? <laughs> Yeah, get Serpentor. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is essentially Serpentor. Um, You're going so, down, Denzel, by my command. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, if Russell Crowe had taken a snake off his shoulder and thrown it, it like a travel, I mean, yeah. he might as well have taken that rubber snake that we see. Yeah, from the lab. Yeah, he pretty much does that to this other inmate in this yeah. round. Of- okay, so we're not even using cops to play the cops. We're using. <laughs> prisoners to play the cops and we're using an ai to play the bad guy and we're in a sushi restaurant and i thought it was cool i liked how everyone was eating but like eating like a 1995 video game where it was like yeah. food is leaving the plate and going in their mouth <laughs> and a fork yeah. is being used but not in they're not like working together at all very sims um, yeah um and then so Russell Crowe, he's he's hamming it up right from the get-go. Holy he's shit. using people as hostages. You know, Denzel's like, I don't give a fuck. They're not real. Just guns the guy down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have this whole, like, battle going on. Or um, Russell Crowe knocks out the other cop. That, well, the other prisoner playing a cop that's with them. Um, puts him in a 
like a sushi bar and electrocutes him. I, I guess. Sure. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now, of course, because, you know, it's VR, um, your brain is getting hit with all kinds of triangles. And um, if you get hit with too uh, many triangles, Doritos 3D. Yeah, the Doritos are going off in your brain, and if you get hit with too many of those, you die, like in real life. And of yep. course, the system has no failsafe to like if this many triangles are going off, just cut the system. Um, and uh, yeah, it cuts out of VR as uh, you know Russell Crowe's here, Sid uh 6.7 is like is poking um uh denzel's character in one of his bullet wounds and um yeah it cuts out to the real world where you see the goofy ass vr setup where they're all in chairs being moved around on servo arms because of course you have to do that that. yeah because you need the the feeling of anti-gravity to feel like you're actually standing somewhere I mean, you think if it was immersed in your brain enough that it's hitting you with killer triangles, you should no longer need to move around. Right. You would like, but, just be lying down or. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, of course, the other guy, he took too many triangles. He's dead. Um, and, you know, Denzel gets out in time. And uh, there's all kinds of terrible things going on in this room. You got William Fichtner's there, so you're all right. Now you're having, like, um, fucking um, Michael Bay flashbacks. You're like, is he involved in this project? I don't know. And there's um, also the prerequisite. Wait, William Fichtner, is that... He's not the guy who played Robocop, right? No, 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 no. It's not him. Yeah. That's the other guy. Yeah, he's, he <laughs> just looks like the guy that plays Robocop. Different skinny face guy. Yeah. <laughs> and the attorney general, who I only could identify as Margaret Thatcher... <laughs> um, Oh, there. come on, guys. <laughs> uh, I know she Nurse plays a Ratchet, villain. damn it. Okay, it's Nurse Ratchet. Um, From Transformers. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, find out that Denzel's a former cop. He's now all shackled up and he's, you know, he wants a thing of chalk from the, the chief there. And then, um, he's taken back to prison. I I don't think anyone like Denzel is phoning it in for most of this. Um, but if, if you're not phoning it in this movie, you're super overacting. There's no, there's the bar (laughs) and you're, you're either, jumping over the bar like off a ramp or you're just like lying down and rolling under the bar no one comes close to the bar like the dude dying in the chair like i'm this is a big one i'm i'm coming elizabeth (laughs) well yeah you have the people that are hiding behind the scenery and the people that are eating their way through it yeah exactly i just love that it's 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 so completely a you're a good cop mcgregor but you don't play by the rules exactly (laughs) Yeah. Oh my and God. now you're in prison. Now you're in prison so, with your prison hair. He gets taken back to prison with his prison hair. And, um, you know, you get your obligatory naked Denzel. He gets his bio scan. Um, turns out he has a bionic arm. Yes. Uh, for, <laughs> for no reason other than one really stupid plot point at the end. That could have been done any other way. Like yep. his his metal arm literally has nothing else to do in this entire yeah. movie. Freaking, they named well, him freaking Parker Bucky Barnes, and they gave him a metal arm. <laughs> well, no, no, 
let's not forget there is one other reason to remind uh-huh. you that this takes place in the far off future of 1999. Yeah, right, where you could just get a metal arm. <laughs> yeah, and it, it has it doesn't even like protect him. Like he can't even use it to protect himself. You well, you earn your metal arm now if you kill Stephen Dorf. But anyway, <laughs> um, so. He goes back to prison and um, he's redirected to the wrong prison ward. The cops are like, fuck you, cop. I guess we hate you more right. for, you know, the circumstances of your crime, which is like, I don't I don't get this part. But anyway, no, it doesn't make like no. you accidentally could have made so much people. more sense if, if he was just a criminal. Yeah. that was. Or if he was like, if he was a cop killer, like yeah, well, or, or, killed other cops, like, like turned yeah. turned bad, or, or just forget the plot line that he's a prisoner of any kind, just make him a police officer that's like involved in the creation of Sid. The fact that the the thing that he's a former cop, he has like a relationship to one of the uh, memories inside Sid, and he's a prisoner. All like you don't need all three of those things. Like, yeah, none of this, uh, none of this has anything to do with anything, really. Well, we also we need to remind people that racism's still around because mm-hmm. right we get we get white power bill yeah <laughs> he's he has to fight white power bill and he wins because he has a bionic arm even though white power bill has a knife and then right. the police show up and they just beat the tar out of him and it's like why do they hate this guy so much especially as as we've said when you learn his backstory it just doesn't make any friggin sense. Yeah, it seems sympathetic and like he accidentally yeah. should be on his side. All right, but we, you think that's an you know a plot point that you're going to wonder about? What the fuck up is? What the fuck is up with Daryl? Like we cut back to the lab now. Wait, Daryl, I mean, that? I'm just a little kid. Like, can we talk about this prison for just a hot second? Okay, like why the prisoners were like supplied with a bucket of confetti each. <laughs> Oh no, that's generic <laughs> '90s prison riot. Like that <laughs> happens. Throwing, yeah. throwing paper. Like, that happens in a lot like, of. Like we don't have money in the budget anymore for food. Yeah. You're getting confetti. That's right. You need to throw this cop. Here comes the cop. Throw him a ticker tape parade. Yeah, we give you we give you a bucket of confetti, some toilet paper, and some matches. What else do you need? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like it's not dead man walking, it's <laughs> Santa Claus coming to town. Macy's Day Parade, boys. <laughs> So, all right, we're back at the lab, and we have questions that there are no answers for. All right, yeah, Sid six point seven. He's in VR. He's doing his VR nonsense. He's talking to this guy Daryl, who is his bitch, <laughs> and like Daryl's the guy who made him. And Daryl is so like he's so enamored with Sid, uh, even though he can make he's made all these other personalities that we don't really know anything about, and. He, so he's like, Sid, you actually, you know, disabled safety protocols on the program, cheated using a weapon that you're not supposed to be able to use, and you actually killed a person in the real world. And Sid's like, yeah, I know, it was cool. Um, so the guy's <laughs> like, no, it wasn't cool, because they're going to shut us down now. And Sid's like, I'm don't coaching. worry about it. Yeah. Let me give you, let me do the dumbest little flip in the world. And show you some terrible uh, preset 3D yeah. graphics. <laughs> and now, Daryl, we My have... My name is Poochie, and I'm here to sit. Sorry, go ahead. So, so we have Daryl, who we get no explanation for anything about this character. And he seems to have some sort of, like, crush on Sid, and he's just like, mm. like, I love this guy too much to let go of him. 
Um, even though I could probably just save a backup of them, you know, oh, I could yeah, probably. Like, why didn't you save <clears throat> Sid six point five? Who's who's not? Who's like just at the level of not being smart enough to like turn <laughs> on people? Yeah, well, and he's but, save as. This is yeah. part of the problem because he is both like I I love him because he's my child, but I also kind of want to fuck him. Yeah, yeah, yeah mostly like, the latter. Yeah, let's give him so, Jim Carrey's joke uh, Riddler outfit. Yep. From yeah. Batman. Never <laughs> mind that this thing exists only to kill. Whatever. That's not a problem. That's not that's not Daryl's problem. So Daryl's like, okay, what do I have to do to save you? And Sid's like, let's sacrifice our queen. So he um call it, he gets this uh oh actually that doesn't happen yet. But he, no. he says at this point, sacrifice your queen, and then it cuts to we introduce the female lead in this film. Uh, what is her name? Ma- Madison. Yeah, boring Miss. What's her face? I don't even know. I don't. I don't no. remember her name. Yeah, Doctor she, something. She doesn't. Do, I mean, it's. It sounds bad that we're like disparaging Might as well this not character, even be in the movie. but like she's literally not given any. Might as well not yeah. even be in the movie. She. Yeah. There's nothing really. There could literally be out. any. There could be the police chief's daughter at the end. That would have made more yep. sense. Yes. Literally nothing. Nothing. Barbara it's Gordon. funny. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about like you know poor representation of women in the '80s movies, but I find there's a lot more better representation of women in those movies. It's the '90s that seem to be the big problem. Yeah. Though the '90s, they were like, okay, so we can't just immediately sexually assault all the women in the movies. Right. So we can't do anything with them then other Put than Put them in a pantsuit and give them nothing yeah. to do. <laughs> well, yeah, at, at the end, they make out with the main character. Done. Right. Exactly. Like, we, we no longer can just have them get abducted and be a damsel in distress, even though well, you we know have what? more to do. Instead, making we're out make was her choice. Thing ever. Mm-hmm. Making out was her choice. Who exactly. So, I mean, it'd be my choice, too, with Denzel. Yeah. Yeah, well, she, she's asking... Denzel, this like biased ass questionnaire, like trying to like figure out something about him. I don't know. It's the whole scene. You're just like, what are we doing here? And Denzel's talking like this, so it's actually kind of hard to see to hear what he's saying. And um, I couldn't really tell what was going on. So uh, they talk about the smiley face, uh, you know, the emoji that uh, this that uh, Sid uses, and they talk a little bit about Matthew Grimes. And Denzel's like, I don't want to talk about that. And then that's basically it. Yes. Yeah. You got a little flash of Steven Dorff and you're like, oh, good. He's here. Um, and then. Uh, I keep wanting him to tell me about uh, the healthy alternative of uh, high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> so we cut Bad to boys? a bad VR. Parks, Parks and Rec fans here, anybody? Mm. Yeah, we got so, we cut to a bad VR chess game where you got this, uh, you got Cyber Sheila here um, talking to this guy, Clyde. And Clyde, his hand is way too far in his pants at the beginning of this shot. There's what this is that nothing... actor's name? He's a weirdo and everything. Yeah, he's been Kevin in Kevin J. Stuff. O'Connor. Yeah, he... he he's the, like, uh, side little sidekick guy in the Mummy movie. Mm. Yeah, he's eaten by the scarabs. Yeah. He's he's always someone who is not acceptable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that, that's fair. Yeah. This guy's like, all right, let me get this straight. This cybernetic hot girl that you you made a personality for. You're gonna offer to to let me put her 
in a nanite body, and then I could fuck her. Well, originally yeah. she was created for Itchy's sex chair. Um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and the whole time, like, Techno Sheila is like, Clyde, I want you inside with me. And you're just like, oh, okay, movie. Yeah. yeah. And then, so this guy, Clyde, he's, um, he's Not like, okay. all right, I'll go get my, my laboratory ready. And then fucking, um, Sid shows up and Sid's all getting gropey on this, this lady in her underwear here on, on techno Sheila. And he's like, Daryl, do you like that? Do you like watching me do this? And, oh. yeah. and Daryl's like, well, I'm a little jealous. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all like, I don't want to watch either one of you masturbate. Can we please move on? Yeah. And then <laughs> fucking like, <sighs> We're so he he does the old switcheroo on the personality modules, and then um, <laughs> the D20. So now, yeah, Sid's D twenty is gonna go into the nanites instead of Sheila, and now we cut to Clyde, and we get this movie's like primary techno BS explained in this scene with a rubber snake. <laughs> Somebody, a rubber does anyone want to feel this one? Just a rubber ass rubber snake. So he's got this rubber snake. All right. It looks like he just like went on the jungle cruise at Disney and just yoinked that thing off the wall while he was driving by in his little boat. And or he's he like, got it from the gift shop. Yeah, we got it from the gift shop. And he's like, so this this snake is a living creature made out of internet. <laughs> and he's like, you could do this. And he cuts the snake's tail off. And then he's like, and watch. As Pert Plus comes out of the snake's tail and suddenly touches glass, and I guess glass heals it somehow. So like <laughs> through snake... a money for nothing, t- uh, you know? Yeah, like <laughs> it's because I guess it's silicon-based life instead of um, instead yeah. of carbon-based life. Okay, I'll give you that one. But these graphics. <sighs> It's unacceptable. It's not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 1995. You got to do better than this. Well, I mean, also, like, if it, if it has the power to make these tendrils come out, yep. why can't it just make a new tail instead? Yeah. Yeah, itself, just replicate itself. Well, yeah. Yeah, what yeah, would think, you know? Yeah. But I, whatever. But then he's like, all right, so the snake just healed itself because it touched this glass. But if I just reach into his mouth and pull this D20 out of his face, he dies for real. Does that nano anything? Nano oh, yeah, na- death. Nano death. And I uh, simply said, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm going to walk away now. Yeah. I. Well, and, and one would think, you know, advantages of nanites that once you put that personality core in there, it could just absorb it and then, you know, have it like hmm. able to be able to rebuild it and whatnot but anyway also by the way just especially a, hmm. well just a quick note the you know staying uh kind of giving them some leniency for the graphics because it's 1995 mm-hmm. Jurassic park was two years earlier no excuses right well i yeah. mean also they, yeah. they do mention that sid is out of the vr later so he's like he's not confined to the parameters of the chip anymore like he can yeah, make up his own make any sense. So well, then no. what's even what what relevance yeah. does the chip have then? 
Um, also, like I would say in 1995, you at least have to be comparable to Terminator 2. Yeah. Level graphics. I guess. And sure. yeah, these are the, not. Just use the, uh, I forget his name, Robert Patrick. Use that like gooey yeah. technology. Yeah. Now, which one of you Oof. all is vacuuming right now? My heat turned on. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, so, are, is your apartment heated by dragon's breath? Why is that so loud? <laughs> it's a NASA, it's NASA just heat. A, a, a garbage truck backs up to his window and just the exhaust <laughs> pumps into the window. I have a hose. I have a hose and some duct tape. But yeah, come on. You know how this goes. We're at the point in the episode where we'll make some horrible noise. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of horrible noise, um, so they they take Sid's. Uh, Sid's brain cube thing, and they dump it in a pool of shampoo, and all of a sudden, this just, just big ass egg shows up, like like a face hugger would jump out of this thing. Yeah, like, like Howard the Duck. Egg. Honestly, I was so hoping for the female gremlin. Mm-hmm. And so, what's but we name? have we have a brief cutaway just to Russell Crowe drawing with chalk on the floor in his cell. Uh, no, nope. Denzel, not Russell Crowe. Or Denzel, yeah, my mistake. Um, Parker Barnes. <laughs> Parker Barnes. With, with chalk on uh, on his cell floor remembering his family. Because, you know, he he feels. Right. They just tragic. have to remind you that he tragic feels. Story. And then <laughs> as soon as it's here, it, it goes away. And we're back to the fucking egg hatching. And like I said before, um, you know, besides the egg being a full ripoff of Alien, like the the pup, like the suits they're wearing in the Primus video, Winona's Big Brown Beaver, like it's like one of those, but the body is a condom, and like it's this a... thing, they sprayed him down with Pert Plus lube, <laughs> and then he like pops out of the egg and he flops around for a while. And then, uh, you know, uses some Willow-era morph effects to turn into Russell Crowe. It's some kind of freaking goop baby crash test dummy Terminator 2 cartoon-ass goofy nonsense is what it is. Yeah, it's it's not good. All right, so Russell Crowe... So first off, Clyde, even though, like, whatever this monster is that pops out, it damn sure ain't a woman. Yeah, it's... (laughs) It's damn sure not Sheila, so I don't know why he goes, Sheila? And even if it turned into one suddenly, I would still be like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. So I'm out of here. Crow immediately kills Clyde somehow. He just reaches out and Clyde dies. Sure. Um, and now you get, like, Daryl's just realizes that, oh, man, this might not have been a good idea. I got to go. Yeah. So, that or, or he just got, so hard. Yeah, he he had to go fap that one out. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> uh, so speaking of, speaking of fapping one out, uh, so yeah. Russell Crowe is dancing around this laboratory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get to see his bum bum. His freaking yeah, bum more than that. <laughs> uh, Russell Crowe's dirty danglers suddenly enter the shot, <laughs> <laughs> and for no no reason whatsoever. It's not so. It's not even like a. I'm naked. I need clothing. No, it's like uh, I'm gonna cut my finger off, and for some reason, you're gonna look at the backside of my ball sack while I do it. Yep. yep. While I make cartoon sounds. Because I'm gonna spread my legs out in the proper position. Correct. <laughs> my dirty danglers. Um. Uh, 
So, okay, whatever. We've we've sat through a bunch of pointless lady nudity. Sure, we'll we'll have some Russell Crowe balls in here. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> but like, fair play. Yeah. Um. And what even happens now? Uh. Oh, so now he he apparently escapes the lab and Park. So now they call Parker in prison. They're like, look, dude, you've seen this movie before. You know, the rest of the cops are not going to do anything that's at all helpful. Like, <laughs> like not e- they're not this even going to show up. This yeah, is like, what wait, makes what? me. This is what makes me be like, why does he have to be a prisoner with all this stupid backstory when it, the, the movie just kind of doesn't even like go through the steps of, oh, shit. This Sid guy's out. He yeah. decimates a bunch of cops. We need Parker Barnes. It's like, no, the movie just hard cuts to them offering yeah. Parker Barnes. His like, being a prisoner literally has nothing to do with anything. Like, it could, doesn't need to be a thing. Yep. He could have just been a guy who's connected to this dude because of, like, his family tragedy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, why is he the only one that can catch Sid? Like, no reason. There's no, yeah, no the other cops don't give a fuck. It's like, I mean, I know, guess that's a, that's like, a oh, reason. he's the guy that's got to do it. So, you know, we're never going to be in this movie again. He's yeah, expendable. I think the real thing is we, uh, you know, we blew our budget on Nurse, Nurse Ratchet and William Fickner. So we can't afford a squadron of police officers. So mm-hmm. you're all we got, dude. Again, much cooler movie. Why wouldn't they do something like they have VR technology and stuff? Why don't they do something where if you want to involve freaking Dr. Blonde Lady here, why don't you do like, um, you know, Russell Crowe or not Russell Crowe, Denzel is using the VR machine and he's like seeing through like sensors on her and he's got to like, you know, the two of he's got to like guide her while she goes through and catches this guy or something like that. You know, anything more interesting than the generic you're our only hope, Obi-Wan, but we're also hitting you with this pointless implant. Um, <laughs> and so, okay, he's now, he's free to go, like, go after freaking Sid here. Um, and, yeah, Dr. Blonde Lady is, like, you know, um, he she agrees to go with him. And I like how, how Parker plays this, because he's like, I want nothing to do with this. If she dies, that ain't my problem. You know, I... <laughs> I fully acknowledge that she's here for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Let's... she totally does weasel her way into the movie for no reason, and yep. for, doesn't accomplish anything. So it's just mm-hmm. why. So Sid pulls up to some house and murders a whole family, um, and he puts death to pigs on the wall because he's emulating Charles Charles Manson. That's as far as that plot will ever go. <laughs> um, also, like it's weird that they gave him. Char- I was going to say this at some point, but. It's weird they gave him Charles Manson stuff because Charles Manson was not a serial killer. He was a mm-hmm, cult right. leader. So right. I was I was I was wondering at some point if like he was going to get a like a group together to be like the cult of Sid or whatever. But of course not because this movie yeah, did, doesn't. Did Charles Manson actually cool. even kill anybody? Like I think he did like early on in his life. Okay. Like yeah, I thought it was just the Manson family. Yeah, yeah. right. But then oh. like as far as like in the sixties and what he was famous for was like. Like, he got a bunch of people to kill people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) But, yeah, it is funny because we kind of set up the, you know, oh, he's got all these different serial killers in him, which we get into more in a moment. But, uh, and, like, so he's now, you know, emulating some of their famous crime. But, again, it's just the one, and it never comes up again. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't pay off in any way. 
Nope. So now uh, we find out because they someone unzipping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, speaking well, of, we, uh, we cut, cut to... away to uh, the the news covering this. Yeah, footage, exactly. Daryl's in his little hotel room or whatever, and I am like ninety percent sure he put a blanket over his uh, yeah. lap and was jerking off to this. Oh yeah, it's it's Fabtoberfest in that room. <laughs> like he's. He is so proud of himself. <laughs> Fabtoberfest in that it smells like a uh, yeasty brewery in his room? or Exactly. Uh, oh. All of the above. So we go. Meanwhile, um, Dr. Blonde Lady and He's Parker. Playing Mist. They go to. Yeah, they go play Mist on Daryl's computer in his apartment. Find out that um, he has over 200 personalities in him, including Matthew Grimes. The, the guy that killed Parker's family. Um, of course he does. Of course. Sure. And again, very interesting concept here that is relevant to talk about today where he is now, um, Sid is now so advanced that it is a computer has made up like, like the computer's doing all the creation stuff now. Um, so it's, it's actually out of the, um, you know, out of Daryl's hands, and the computer is the one making all the decisions about the development of Sid, which is a really cool thing to explore because it's a big ethical thing of like these computers can now do the science faster than people. So should we let them? It, you know, it's like those computers that like they let talk to each other and they immediately made their own language. Yeah, because uh, they were like, well, fucking forget how humans talk. It's one of those things where it it brings up interesting ethical questions. But that's all we explore of that part. It, that's just fuck that. That yeah. we don't have we're headed, any time. We're headed there. to Judgment Day, no matter what. Yeah. So <laughs> we we have to go watch Sid go to the VR bar, declare himself to be beautiful. Oh, and you then mean the Gwen Stefani douche circus. Yes, <laughs> and we need the obligatory shot of him framed in a woman's crotch, you know, yeah. through her legs. And then he goes to a bar, sees a bartender robot, and gets really mad about that for, like, not a good reason. And also, then... Uh, hold up here. Yeah. What the hell is happening? We, uh. We're advanced enough. We have this, you know, AI that can create other AI and whatever. We have, you know... You have to play missed games to get into a computer system. That's yep. the new password. And we have survival. robot bartenders. Yep. It's yet 1999, man. Yet, yet we still have shitty bodegas on the side of the road in a moment. And yeah. like, Well, yep. was that Max or Violet? That was Max trying to... All right, tell Max crash. to get it back on camera. Yeah. Well, he ran away now. Oh, so, yeah, we have music being played on some, like, techno theremin. And, like... We got yeah. pseudo Gwen Stefani here. Um, and uh, what's his name here? So now Sid is like, all right, fuck this robot. Fuck everyone here. I'm beautiful. And yep. I'm like, well, you're 90s. Okay. <laughs> you're kind of um, you're kind of chubby Russell Crowe. Well, so, he's not really chubby at this point. He, he has like gets, a baby. He has like baby fat. He does have a yeah. little bit of baby fat. Mostly in his balls. Crow's. Well, that's his. That's his part his anti-punch coating for, you know, all the bar fights he gets into. That's true. But anyway, um, he, he decides now what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold this entire bar hostage. I'm going to steal this guy's suit 
and <laughs> I'm going to, uh, you know, make a scream orchestra, I guess. Right. Again, yeah, thereby holding the movie audience hostage. Yeah. Interesting concept. Pretty meta. I, I want to see what somebody actually could have come up with with a whole song of, you know, expressions of fear. But that's not what he plays. He plays like a shitty guitar solo. We need to, guys, you need to all uh, go to uh, patreon.com slash 4am podcast, chip in, and we'll get Joe some counseling. We'll get me some counseling? (laughs) Didn't you just say you wanted to hear an orchestra of fear? No, I'd like, I said it's an interesting concept that would be like, I would like to hear what somebody using screams as instruments could make. Um, I'm with him. You know, uh, you've yeah. heard Yoko Ono, right? That's um, same. Someone, someone with talent. Anyway, <laughs> so he. Um, meanwhile, we get this pointless scene where Parker is talking to Doctor Carter. Doctor Carter's her name. Um, Doctor Carter's daughter. Just st- strictly because you know that's going to be a plot point later. Yep. Now, yep. Um, Agent just Carter's obli- daughter. Yeah, egregiously obligatory um, uh, foreshadowing. I, I believe she was just sitting outside the house waiting for a windowless van to pull up. Yeah, yep. it's, so she just went out to him. Like her mom yeah. didn't send her out. She just she was just like, I'm gonna start talking to this guy about baseball and mm-hmm. asking about his gun and if he ever shot somebody. Yep. Like, what are we? What is happening? Is your right arm now? really bionic, Mister? Uh, not really. It's just in the script. It's You'll not actually it stronger. Slap your ass. It's not stronger than a normal arm. It doesn't actually yeah, do anything metal no arms should do. So, um, now we uh we see some cops tried to stop uh Sid and he kills them, and that's that's the extent of the cops trying to help in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now Parker comes into the nightclub and he shoots the shit out of Sid. Uh, who just jumps away laughing, and uh, he steals a like a bug cartoon. Yep, from the dude and a cop car, uh, and he starts just shoving glass in his mouth. Yep, and <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna play you a symphony of collision," and you're like, "Ooh, it's a good one, writer." Um, um, yeah, well, that's that funny because that that was my I wrote this in my notes. I wrote someone actually wrote this. Yeah. Yep. You think that uh, was will... like uh, rock candy glass he was eating? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, it's I Russell Crowe. You could probably just get him to eat glass. Yeah. <laughs> it may have been like meth. Australians <laughs> love to eat glass. A crystal meth. I just thought of something. Hmm. What if this was actually the first script written by AI? <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> a bot. Right. <laughs> Some freaking Amazon Alexa just wrote a movie script. <laughs> So uh, Terminator take, uh, and yeah. Demolition Man. And... We need you to take, uh, hey Alexa, here here's Threat Level Midnight. Why don't you punch it up a little bit? <laughs> Which, by so, the way, if you haven't seen any of those things done by AI, you should look that up. Oh, they're they're quite good. I like the Harry Potter chapter that it wrote. The Batman one's my favorite, but anyway. So, <laughs> sure we're watching that. Yeah, I applaud the restraint of the writer here, only because there's a tanker truck on the screen and it does not explode. They didn't have it in the budget, otherwise yeah, it would have guarantee it. I'm pretty sure it was originally written to explode, and oh, probably yeah, some guy that had his day, finger on the button. Yeah, probably that day they were like, "We we can't actually blow it up." Well, then they were like, "Well, we could blow it up 
with graphics and they were like uh <laughs> you can either get the explosion or you get sid's little uh somersault Balls. in the beginning of it yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're like that was a good somersault yeah <laughs> where he either, tells you that he's a somersault we can either blow up the truck or you can get a shot of his dingle dangle yeah uh, the insurance will only cover one <laughs> that was a good dingle dangle shot let's let's keep that yeah get the dirty danglers all right so fucking like there's a scene where parker and dr carter and margaret thatcher and william fickner and the and the chief are all like arguing about nothing just nothing and we find out that for no reason sid is free of all behavior limits when he's in the real world and that's um like that's just lazy writing there's no explanation it's just Mm -hmm. suddenly his personality module um you know it was like in spider-man 2 when doc ock has like uh won't those arms make you evil and he's like no i got this little thing on the back this little pull tab that as long as that's fine the arms won't make me evil yeah Yeah, why would would the arms have a personality at all (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot about that movie i don't get yeah he basically says no they will totally make me evil if it weren't for this one small glass very breakable bead (laughs) yeah not for this this level that we found at home depot and taped (laughs) to my back all right so now we cut (laughs) to like a little saturday night fever kind of montage sid goes to the tv store is a dick like turning all these tvs to um is you this know, when coverage. he's kind of walking down walking down the street like spider-man 3 yep. like yep oh yeah that's yeah this yeah. is when i thought he might collect like a like a cult you know because mm-hmm. there's like these punks following him and stuff but no yeah that would be an interesting one too you know if he's had like a few guys with him because he realizes he's like oh i might need a production crew Right. For my murder TV, or which somehow matter, films itself. Yeah, or for that matter, since, again, cyber and we don't understand it, he somehow gives people a virus and they start becoming like him. Yeah, you know. That could, that would track with the, with the logic. It's yeah. pretty much uh, the state of the world today. So, <laughs> um, he, uh, he kills a guy in the TV store, sure. Um, so, you know, you see on the news that um, they're uh, talking to the guy that he stole the suit from in the nightclub and the guy's still like in his undies and you're just like, yo, give that man something yeah. like in one of those, like, uh, tin foil blankets. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe that guy shouldn't be the one that you're letting the news interview. He's just like, <laughs> he stole my suit and he killed everybody. So, um, Sid does, however, notice that this other guy that he just killed was trying to watch, um, what, looks to be some sort of ultimate fighting championship before people knew what the UFC was <laughs> on the Kapow network. Yeah. Um, but it is, they were re- referring to it as the ultimate fighting championship, probably before Dana White trademarked it. Um, so Sid just, he has the, uh, the ability to immediately murder an entire production staff. Yep. Uh, cause he just went into the production truck, killed all of them. And, um, we get a, we do get a nice Michael Buffer cameo though, as the um the let's get ready to rumble that guy. Yeah, he's just that guy's made so much money off of that. Yo, that that cameraman is staring at that chick for a while. <laughs> You're like, all right, thanks, Michael Buffer. He's <laughs> yeah. like, fuck you, I'm out of here. It reminds and, me of um 
a few years ago there was like a college football game and they kept showing the the video of like the one of the quarterbacks uh girlfriends and one of the announcers <laughs> got in trouble because he kept being like wow what a looker <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, so i'd like to eat jello off of her butthole there's a bunch of questions about what's going on in this alleged ultimate fighting championship um but i can't get past the fact that they are for this entire scene mind you constantly <laughs> chanting kapow 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 Just, kapow it's kapow, like kapow. It's like the um, guitar army from Idiocracy is playing, except the whole crowd is going kapow at different parts on it. Um, And like he it it gets in your head and you can't. It's like the drums at a powwow. You're just after the scene. You're just like kapow, kapow. The drums. (laughs) You know, we never mind. No, anyway, (laughs) very relatable. Yeah. Uh, So. Sid comes over to like that lady um, that he's had the camera on for a while. Decides to give her a good licking. Throws sure. her boyfriend off the edge. Um, now, of this leads off to a question. Scene. This leads What's to that? a question I have. Does Sid have superhuman strength? Yeah, it's a good question. Because I for guess. a lot of because for a lot of this, it seems like he doesn't. And then when it's just convenient, he does. Yeah, yeah. what what they need him to? Because he can like jump crazy high and no, he do can't. All that. No. No, he did at the club. He jumped really high at the club, but he doesn't when he's fighting Parker. That's true. Okay, yeah, exactly. So he's like, bulletproof. Except mm-hmm. when he's not. Yeah, he's at some points he's very concerned about being shot. At other points, <laughs> it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I'm like, what's the metric here? I don't, yeah, he, I don't understand. He gets his hand blown off. He doesn't give a crap. Um, yeah, because that's you know, not like that snake was super powerful. It didn't like <laughs> destroy that guy when he was trying to rip his thing out. Yeah, it couldn't bite him when he had his hand in his mouth. Yeah. Well, he I did, think in we're fairness, discovering that this movie, this movie told... doesn't have solid logic. Damn. The whole in thing, fairness, so... Clyde told the snake not to bite him. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's true. John does that all the time. Yep. All right. So um, at this point, a gun has been discharged. A severed hand has gone flying. A man has been thrown off the mezzanine. Kapow, and then. Kapow, kapow. Yeah, Sid does a backflip off the mezzanine, and the camera follows him all the way down as he crashes into the floor, complete with a uh, kind of sound effect. All the while, we're chanting "Kapow" nonstop. Yep. the The guy on the um on the announcer is like, "Everyone, stay calm. Let security handle this." Kapow! Like, <laughs> just stop. So anyway, um, Parker shows up, and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta go. It's Parker." I, I don't know. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm a pile of nanites that, you know, is pretty indestructible, but I'm you know, scared I of guess this I got to run from him. Um, and he runs away. And then just as he's running out of the arena, one random dude just socks another guy <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. You know, it's fun. <laughs> this, yeah. For the scene transition. Um, and then he runs off to the, like to the subway Gets on a train, just eats the window with his stump, and um, takes a woman hostage. And Parker's like, you know, aim, try aiming the gun, trying to hit him, and fi- actually fires a shot for some reason. <laughs> yeah, you know, just yeah, why not? <laughs> and, but whoopsie poopsie, <laughs> this lady gets freaking again, capped. <laughs> no, st- no stakes in this movie. It would have been so much more interesting if he actually did just shoot her. <laughs> It's but like people die, but there are still no stakes. It's so yeah, crazy. So for a, for a hot second, you're like, "Yo, he just shot her." 
<laughs> until yep. you find out that it was it was uh, and, Sid who shot and her and in the, the doctor's back. like, it's okay. He's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, all right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's so, not much different from how it yeah. is now. <laughs> so yeah, two minutes later, you find out that like, um, you know, the the person got shot in the back, so it had to have been Sid. But Billy, the police chief, he's like, I don't give a shit, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it cuts back to Parker in the police van having a flashback to that time that Stephen Dorf killed his family. Um, I guess his Matthew Grimes here is being interviewed by uh the news media. Well. Um, Parker in full cop mode now is trying to like rescue his family who are trapped in a room and he gets into the room and just like, right as he opens the door, it sets off a laser tripwire and blows his family up and blows Parker's arm off. And yeah. so, um, you we'll know, a Steven... video game after this. <laughs> yeah. So Steven Dorf, you know, in true, like villain, um, you know, like idiom or whatever is like, okay, that was just an explosion that everything must have gone completely how I planned. I'm just going to sit here and keep talking to you. I'm not even going to send dudes to check it out. And Parker now with one arm comes in with a machine pistol and just starts shooting everybody like completely no selling the fact that he has one friggin' arm yep. kills all of um, Matthew Grimes's men um, then kills Grimes. And then the news team is like, wow, mister, you really killed him. (laughs) (laughs) And he just guns him down. (laughs) And you're like, oh, that's understandable how those two died. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he would have been acquitted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, If it wasn't for the fact that, oh, my family was just killed in front of me. Also... I didn't have any freaking blood in me because my arm got blown off. (laughs) There's multiple ways to explain that. Also, what the fuck are you doing interviewing this super criminal? Right. Yeah, like like a political terrorist. In his lair or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's Fox News. Anyway, so now, (laughs) like... Um, he's in the van and he flashes back to, to reality and Sid has killed everyone in the van and he's just like, oh, they're going to think it's you and they're going to set off the implant, which is going to drop some poison in you and kill you. That's and, thing. Yeah. And so of you're course fucked. he has an implant. Yeah, you're because st- you're, you're such a terrible, devious criminal for accidentally killing two people that came yeah. up on you. He was the first so- member of the Suicide Squad. Oh my god! So Parker and introducing Parker yeah. Barnes, <laughs> he throws Parker the key, and now Parker, like I would have just sat there. I would have just been like, "Yeah, don't yeah, touch okay. the handcuffs." I'm not be moving. Like, nope. I'm not touching anything. But Parker's and like literally, me, and he's like, "I've had enough of this Rick Astley looking yeah. bitch." I'd throw the key, you know, maybe I'd throw the key back outside, and I'd just be like, "Yo, um, <laughs> I've been here the whole friggin' time. Yeah. Have forensics look at it." I haven't touched shit. <laughs> um, you know, and then also, how did I do all this from right. inside here? Right. So, um, either way, you know, he gets out of the van as they're they're cranking up the song from live, and he runs away. <laughs> and now Billy, the police chief, thinks that Parker's innocent. Um, but the uh, the attorney general, uh, Nurse Ratchet, does not. They're like fucking activate his stupid implant to kill him not even like it's a locator implant you can literally just 
like send cops to go get him. Um, and they're like, nah, fuck it. Activate the poison. And so <laughs> the chief's like, I don't know which computer controls all this. So I'm breaking <laughs> all of them. Yeah. I'm just going to destroy everything. And I got to say his little mini rampage here was pretty cool. I did like watching this guy just fucking go nuts on the, on the computers. And they re- they resisted the urge of unlike equilibrium where like shooting out a computer monitor doesn't disable the computer. He actually emptied all the shots right into the computer before throwing a chair through the monitor. So I appreciated that little attention to detail. All right. So now, uh, I don't know what Daryl was doing. I just wrote Daryl is weird in my notes. <laughs> I think he's still just attending Faptoberfest. Yeah, he should be like trying to leave the country, but instead he's too too into his own thing. He's following. He's basically following Sid around and just (laughs) yeah, like you said, just getting off to all the news footage of killing people. Why would he not think that Sid wouldn't find and kill him? I don't. Yeah. So yeah, that's why you need to run, run, run as fast as you can. Yeah. Um. So now we're having this live debate on TV with some sort of proto Trump is talking about closing all the borders. (laughs) And um, there's some native American guy who's like going to be debating against him. And it's supposed to be this really high rated thing. And again, you're like, I want to hear that debate rather than watch this, like all these characters I don't give one shit about, but they're like, no, he comes in, just shoots the native American guy in the head. Uh, immediately murders the entire production crew. Again, not shown on on screen. And he he debuts Death TV, where he's gonna murder people on live TV while everyone's watching. Because right. you know he always wants a bigger and bigger audience. We're back to stay tuned. Yep. And <laughs> which is another reason why I'm like, so why do they need Barnes to stop this guy when mm-hmm. everything he's done has been like overtly public yeah and at this point yeah you know where he is right like. and it's interesting that his input are all are all these serial killers but what he's acting like is like a spree killer like those are two yeah. different things like right serial killers like kill i don't know i don't want to like praise them but like they don't get caught till after they've killed a lot of people right. and don't well, the- don't kill everyone in two days you know there's well, nothing really clever about what he's doing yeah intelligence he's just like i just need an audience uh, i'm gonna go to a tv station and kill people <laughs> yeah serial killers are they're more like artists at what they do like you know they all have they have mo's they like you know they take their time with it they like to be in a controlled environment this guy is he's just like Oh, smash TV. I'm going to go run around and murder a bunch of people. Yeah, they tend to have some subtlety, whereas he's yeah. just trying to murder someone in front of the most amount of people. So he's taken Dr. Carter's daughter and has her as a hostage set to blow up in two hours. Dr. Carter freaks out. Denzel Washington's like, yo, stop that. Just go have them cut all the phone lines to the building, which the SWAT team would immediately do. But of course mm-hmm. they haven't. So what's the list of uh, killers? What's the list of killers that this guy has? It's uh, Charles Manson, uh, Mm -hmm. Snidely Whiplash, Mm -hmm. Dr. Robotnik, Sideshow, Sideshow Bob, Sideshow Bob, Dr. uh, Doom, Wile E. Coyote, Ed 209, Ed 209, (laughs) Uh, Woody Woodpecker. That's about it, yeah. Yeah, all right. Just just getting... getting, And the guy from... And uh, Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander, yeah. Um, So the SWAT's like, hey, that's Parker. 
he's way more dangerous than this fucking killer robot. (laughs) Let's have a proto-Matrix lobby scene and just shoot the shit out of him. And then, like, he just gets away and the SWAT's like, ah, oh well. (laughs) Yeah. I guess guess he's in the building now. (laughs) Um, And then Daryl shows up because he's just like, oh my god, I gotta see this. And fucking (laughs) Dr. Carter gets him. Again, no cops are with this dude. It's literally just Dr. Carter and Daryl. Right. And, um, you know, and it's not like they have the chief of police as an ally, which they do. So it's like, nah. you think Billy could just give, you know, have a few guys following Daryl around, which will become a serious liability later. But anyway, um, Carter goes over, or I'm sorry, Parker storms onto the set, shoots up Sid some more. They go to the roof. They have a fight. Um, and then it's really sad watching Denzel Washington trying to fight this dude because <laughs> Sid just whoops his ass pretty, pretty Use badly. your robot arm. Yeah, you have yeah, a robot no, arm. He can't use his robot arm. It's not It's not how robot arms work. You're like half also, of Jax from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Why are you trying to fist fight a pile of nanites? Or like, Will Smith from iRobot or the Winter Soldier. Bucky Barnes. Um, so finally Parker does like a, a shitty diehard and like grabs a wire, like repels off the building, swings Sid through and throws Sid through a huge ass glass sculpture, which should just immediately revive Sid to full fighting condition. Yeah. And especially since, uh, Parker knows this, he's like, yeah, well, glass heals him. So let me just kick him through this giant window thing. Yeah. Now, how funny would it be if it was like, um, you know, that was, you know, if they expressed that it was like a crystal sculpture or if that was like sugar glass for some reason. (laughs) That'd be great. Uh, He's he's dying a slow death of diabetes. Was it even a sculpture or just was it all the glass from the window? Was it like a freaking. It was like uh, some vertical glass panes for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't even a sculpture. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they I, they try. I think to this build is more like this... Final Destination crap. Yeah. yeah, they try to build all this tension. Like, oh my god, is he dead? Did he win? But it's like we know how he heals. There's no question yeah. he's gonna get up from this. So punch, he's he'll punch his head and rip that thing out. Yeah. So he's weirdly yeah. healing by shooting the tendrils out his arms and legs that have been cut off right. to like glass panes that are kind of far away from him. I'm like, glass is in you. Right. Like, <laughs> just absorb just it and, and get better. You healed all those bullet wounds before by eating like a handful of glass rocks. Like you should be fine. So anyway, so Parker just uses his bionic arm to just punch into um, Sid's head and just reaches inside of Russell Crowe, pulls out a heaping Is handful. Even his bionic? I thought it was his regular arm. Maybe it was his regular arm. I don't know. <laughs> it was his regular arm. <laughs> Either He's way, like, yeah. For some reason, they gave me this bionic arm, but it's just way, way weaker than a regular yeah. arm. Would He's be. like, yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't get it wet, so I. Can't. <laughs> could you? And I can't beat it after midnight. <laughs> yeah, you know, could they have at least done something like he's he's there and he's he's healing from all the glass and he's like, I've got all the glass I need now to heal and kill you, and then um, Parker does something <laughs> he would like say that. grab a piece of glass in his robot arm and be like, have a little more and stab that through the VR chip or something like something. As stupid as that is, it makes more sense than what we have here. Be like, I just kicked your glass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. So he f- wow. Fucking, it would say he, that. It would be that bad. Mm-hmm. He 
reaches in Russell Crowe's head, pulls out a handful of Pert Plus and a D20, mm-hmm. and and uh, Nano Death. Sid shuts down, and um, now uh, you know Daryl shows up and he's like, "Oh, that was your only chance to find your daughter, right. but you fucked it up because you killed Sid." Because it's the future, and we don't have like tracking dogs or yeah. Or heat-seeking technology, or... Or, or the ability dogs. to just read this chip's hard drive and see what the fucking... What it's done the whole time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> no. Instead, we have to put it in VR, which I'm fine with. And, you know, we have to go in there and trick Sid into telling you. Which but it's kind of like, cool. Okay, I'll play along. Yeah. Here's where... <laughs> here's where I'm fucking mad. It's literally <laughs> just Chief Billy and Daryl. And that's it. Like, Billy didn't bring anyone, not even the pilot of the fucking helicopter that flew him there. Like, no, they just, anyone. They just brought this guy, the chief of police, and this guy who has Death to the Pigs uh, scrawled in his uh, hotel room. Yeah, this, this man who who is trying to build the perfect murderer. An actively <laughs> evil person. Yeah, not, I'll, you know... I'll I'll just take my chances. I'll roll the die with this death fapper. That's fine. <laughs> so, fucking... A person who aspires to be Sid. Yeah. Who is currently jerking off watching this fight right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've had to like keep, a, even... keep a water bottle on me to spray him every yeah. time he starts trying to jerk off. It's like, he's not even doing the hands in the pocket. He's just, he's fully unzipped and it's just out oh, right now. No, he's, he's masturbating bear. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Oh, yeah. He's been walking around in sweatpants since the beginning of the <laughs> Sweat Sweatpants in a suit jacket. He's <laughs> just slapping himself in the balls. Yeah. So, okay. Now, um, in VR, uh, fucking... Sid kills Parker and then he's like toying around with Dr. Carter gets, you know, reveals where um, her daughter is. He's like, Oh, I'm so evil. Then Parker shows back up. He's like, Oh, you're in VR jokes on you. All right, get us out of here, Billy. And that's when fucking (laughs) Daryl penis in one hand, metal pole in the other, just (laughs) beats Billy to death with his penis. Yeah, and you're like, why was why was there not anyone else there? Like, at, just come on. So now he's fucking like like Joe Pantoliano in the Matrixing out here. He's just like, I'm gonna keep you guys in there. Well, fucking um, Sid overloads your brain with triangles, and Sid's like, Oh, you fooled me, Parker. I'm back in VR. I'm gonna give you so many triangles, and <laughs> so like. I forget even how um, Carter escapes, but like she Carter then runs over, gets Billy's gun because because Daryl's too busy fapping and operating the computer and shoots Daryl to death. Um, And then now, like the director just unleashes all the leftover lawnmower man graphics as um, Parker's flying through VR, um, just looking at a whole pile of Sid faces and then. (laughs) Uh, fucking finally Carter pulls him out and then now um, it's just Sid in VR by himself and freaking Parker pulls out Sid's VR uh, module shutting him up. Mm. So now William Fichter comes in and he's like, eh, 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 
And Parker fucking like holds <laughs> down and and strong punch and just fucking uppercuts the dude <laughs> like a Mortal Kombat finisher. Uh and just punches William Fickner out of this film. Looks at like uh Nurse Ratchet and is like, if you say one fucking word, you're getting one of those too. <laughs> and then takes a helicopter back to the building where they uh fought Sid yeah, in the real the world. Whole- the whole fucking thing to find out where she was and turns out she was like two feet from where they stopped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Also, that bomb probably would have destroyed Sid, too. If it yeah. went off. <laughs> Correct. I don't know. Um, so, whatever. He gets in to like, you know, we get the, the standard bomb um, defusal scene and like he just pulls a fiber optic cable out of his arm uh, and then, uh, bomb the somehow. only reason he had a bionic arm since the beginning of the movie is so he could pull a freaking wire out of it and, and stop a fan couldn't, huh? and stop a fan and stop the fan and stop the fan yeah. That like you could, you, that you could do with any with other metal object. Yeah. Or computer object. Yeah. Or, yeah. I also like the with the fans, he doesn't even, like, he, he stops it long enough to get through, but doesn't, like, pull another metal piece down to stop it permanently or anything. Right. So when he tries <laughs> to get the little girl out, it's yeah. just, just going to cut her up. Um, so, all right, Dr. Carter's kid is safe. And Parker walks around the roof and fucking hawks Sid's uh, personality module off, and it gets run over by an SUV. <laughs> and then cue some really egregious like hip hip heavy to the heavy hip hip heavy. <laughs> so and bad. Then, yeah, and then it cuts into a a slower song that's only like a step above. It's a long road, but <laughs> <laughs> not that far from it. And that's virtuosity. All right, guys. Well, uh, stay tuned. We're going to go through about six minutes solid of Manscaped commercials, and then we'll be right back with our verdict. <laughs> hey, well. Lawnmower 3.0. <laughs> what Crop are you preserver. doing with your balls? <laughs> Did you see Mo- Russell Crowe's balls? You want to yeah. look that good? Smooth as eggs. <laughs> Uh, when you're doing naked knife kata, do you want the ladies to see your bush or your <laughs> balls? Guys, uh, just to be clear, we are not sponsored by Manscaped or anyone else. But uh, we're open for uh, endorsements. Yeah, Definitely Manscaped open. If wants to sponsor us, I might actually shave. <laughs> there you go. Live Hear on that, Patreon. Tony will shave his balls for the first time in 38 years. And if you if you sponsor us, he won't show you. Yeah. <laughs> He'll do a taste to a Russell Crowe from the yeah. back. <laughs> I will look. send you picture updates every day until you sponsor us. It'll look like <laughs> Merlin's beard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Merlin's beard. <laughs> All right, Tony. What is what Do is rotten, what yes. is rotten balls have to say about this movie? <laughs> so on rottenballs.com, don't look that up. Uh, <laughs> critics gave this a swapping score of thirty-two percent. Yeah. Audience gave this a score of 
32 percent wow that's <laughs> that's about right the rare yeah. hand-holding club between critics and audience <laughs> yeah. yeah that's their thoughts and opinions what about you and yours uh, rob oh this is a garbage movie um patrick i appreciate you uh sponsoring this episode but holy crap this is this is a this was a rotter my goodness um I could I guess I could see where people might find this amusing to watch like I guess I'm just not that guy. Um this was obnoxious to sit through. Uh <laughs> I hated most of it. I hated myself for sitting through most of it. Uh and I don't I watched it twice for this podcast and I will never watch it again. Uh, uh that's it. Okay. Uh will. Uh yeah, total garbage movie one of the worst movies i've watched um not even a so bad it's good just bad um wouldn't suggest you watch it unless you are into like torturing yourself um but on the other side i'll say like russell crowe and denzel washington are good actors not necessarily in this movie but um <laughs> they're i would have rather just had a straight up like serial cop serial killer drama with like denzel trying to to find Russell Crowe, just take out all the BS, VR, technology, 90s, fat fest. Um, but I don't know. They didn't give us that. They gave us this this bullshit that you shouldn't watch. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a an F. Gave Let- us a fat fest when we wanted no fat fest. <laughs> Joe. VR Faptoberfest. It'll fill your brain with triangles. Um, so I'm going to slightly disagree with, um, Robin will this movie is trash. There's no, there's no way around that, but I did enjoy watching it. That being said, I don't really want to watch it again for like another 10 years, but I got a feeling like this is a movie I want to watch every like decade or so just to remind myself that it exists and I would probably have fun watching it again, but it's not like. It's definitely not a go out of your way to see this movie kind of movie. That being said, though, I did have fun with just how terrible it is. And because it never made the effort to like to do anything remotely redeeming that would make me get interested in it, like with as through any of its merits as a film, I wasn't mad that it just botched everything it attempted to do. Um, So I would... I would recommend you watch it, um, but just know you're watching a bad movie that could be kind of fun to watch. Okay, yeah, I, I kind of let you go first because I thought I might be the only dissenting opinion here. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, again, definitely trash, but it's fun trash for me. Uh, mm-hmm. This would be great to watch in a group. It's a shame we had to watch it apart, but uh, yeah, that's fair. Could be I could have a different. Yeah, maybe if we, we were all together in person, it would. Yeah, been a it, it's so ridiculous. Uh, it's. It could be better in both regards, either being just a better movie or being a better so bad as good movie. But I think it's, uh, you know, enjoyable enough that, like Joe said, every once in a while, toss this on and be reminded of what the early 90s or the mid 90s thought the late 90s would be somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I've had a good time. I was laughing at it. It it was fun. So, yeah, I guess it would be a light recommend. But, uh, you know. It's, it's all right. All right. Kapow. Kapow, 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 kapow. Well, everybody. Um, yeah. Kapow, indeed. Kapow, indeed. I think that's going to do it for uh, our fair little episode here. Mm-hmm. First of all, we want to thank... Oh, you know what? I do actually have one 
uh, order of business that I forgot to mention. Oh, okay. And I've got to, uh, I've got to find where I put it here. Okay. We actually, we did, yeah, live on the air. We do it live, Will. We do it live. <laughs> um, I Fuck saved it. it, but I can't remember where I saved it to, so I'm just going to get it again. Is it the email from Manscaped telling us to cease and desist? No, it's uh, it's actually a response to our our uh, close encounters of the photo kind. Mm, I know what you're uh, talking about here. I've seen this picture. Oh, you have then. Okay, yes. uh, I'm just gonna put it right right on the desktop, what? so that I can share it with you guys, and we'll add it to our uh, website as well. Yeah, I think. Maybe. Eventually. I don't, I don't know why it got turned. It got rotated. I don't know why. There you go. So we got a we got a um we got an email about our what was it, mashed potato mountain, right? Yes. We wanted to uh Ugh, gross. Yeah. No, right, well, there, you know, there's our... a few things worth discussing here. Okay. Whoa, yeah, wait, what? <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, so this is from our uh, our patron, Sharon. Friend of the podcast. Not my wife. Uh, <laughs> who would never have anything to do with us, either in the podcast or outside of it. Um, sent uh, sent this image of a mashed, mashed potato mount. It looks like it's got a bone coming out of it or something. Uh, looks like it a is, tank. It is a tank made of mashed potatoes. Oh, it's a tank. Okay, yep. a tank made of mashed potatoes. All right. And that... I forgot the exact method used to make the gun barrel, but I know it involved those mashed potatoes going in the freezer. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's some that's some hard work. Uh, is I, At first, I thought this was Tony in the picture. <laughs> that is her husband, Brendan. Oh, okay. Hi, Brendan. And that's her in the failure t-shirt? Uh, that would be Carlos, their skeleton. Oh, okay. Their other roommate is their a skeleton. skeleton. Definitely rocking a uh, 4AM podcast critical failure shirt. Mm-hmm. I will yeah. say that a skeleton has it good, man. Those are some comfortable t-shirts. Yeah. And he uh, he is also perpetually rocking a pair of aviators. Well, like you do. Like you do, indeed. When you don't have eyelids, you know, you, it's hard to control the amount of light coming at your eyes. Right. But I think, I mean, this... Besides being the only entry, um, it is a uh, so it wins sort of by default. It I think the artistic merits here of a that's that's a mashed potato tank, right? And B, Brendan is very sad in this picture, and so is <laughs> Carlos. Now, is he yeah, sad or embarrassed? Um, I think he is. He's sad at he. He's both embarrassed, but the embarrassment has made him sad. He's uh, sad Car- that his Carlos is overcome his with, with hysterics. Yeah, and and made him pose in this picture. Mm. But yeah, Car- Carlos is overcome with hysterics at the fact that um, Brendan will not eat his mashed potato tank. It is a beautiful tank. Um, mm. At first, yeah, I thought it was like a bone sticking out of the side, but now that you say tank, I immediately see tank, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a good tank. Uh, yeah, Sharon is probably the only person I know who loves tanks more than I do. Wow. Well, all right. Tank. So she's a tank girl. Oh yeah, yeah. she is a tank girl. Nice. That said, please don't sponsor Tank Girl. <laughs> yeah, please do not. I don't. I don't want to watch that movie. Yeah, I don't have the strength. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the mental fortitude oh. for that. Oh. Uh, but Sharon, yes, uh, 
enjoy rewatching The Office. She said that was her prize um, for winning this competition. Uh, she'll use any excuse to rewatch The Office. I'm I'm doing that myself. Unfortunately, I have already passed the point where Michael has left, and I'm now into the dregs. <laughs> the dregs, yeah. <laughs> the slog of Andy being in charge. Nardog. Just, just being the worst character ever on TV. Um, but then as soon as that's over, I'm going to start watching Parks and Rec again. So there you go. Some Blur and Murgus. Some back on the upswing. Uh, but yeah, very exciting. Thank you for sending that in, Sharon. We do appreciate it. Without further, anybody got anything else, or am I gonna end out the episode here? Um, uh, keep wearing kapow. masks. Kapow. Kapow. Yeah, kapow. 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 So, guys, we want to thank you so much for listening. Uh, once again, thanks to Patrick for sponsoring this episode. Uh, you can find our archives at www.4ampodcast.podbean.com if you want to find our older episodes. You can, of course, support us by picking up some merch like that sweet Critical Failure t-shirt at www.teespring.com slash 4ampodcast. You can, of course, help support us and get access to patrons-only content at patreon.com slash 4ampodcast, or you can email us with pictures, questions, comments, whatever, at the4ampodcast at gmail.com. You can, of course, find us on Twitter or Facebook, even though we apparently don't have anything really on there. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) And yes, Tony was doing that the entire time. Yeah. All right. That's all I got, boys. See you next week. Adios. Good night, everybody. Later. Bye.